Hello and welcome to the SportsGrab podcast, your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. And joining me, as always, is the big socials guy, Reuben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm very excited for this episode. I've been running a very amateur social media account for a long, long time now. And today we've got an expert in to actually teach us how do you run a social account to millions of fans and do it well. So Absolutely. It, it is a big, big episode. And like... We know M's a gun, yeah, which we'll speak about later. But hearing all the behind the scenes is going to be very exciting for everyone. So, and I, I'm, I agree with you. We kind of run a pretty, pretty average social media program. <laughs> so, it is great to have a professional in the room uh, sharing a bit about what they do. So, ultimately, we can, uh, and we can improve, and the listeners can improve as well. So. Absolutely, and just so easy to talk to, and incredibly insightful at the same time. So, a lot to look Absolutely. forward to. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to learn more about who we are, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Or if you want to ask us any questions, jump into the Sports Rag community. Absolutely pumping at the moment, at the minute. We've just ticked over 300 members inside, which is huge. Mm. Uh, it's a very exciting time to be involved. And 200 jobs for our members as well, Ryan. Yeah, that's a big milestone. That's a huge milestone. Yeah, wow. Things go quickly. That's right. Well, we love giving shout-outs. We've got a bumper shout-out today for a few of our members. Yeah. Sarah Pretty, Dhruv Tanedja, Neetu Babu, the three of them have just picked up roles at Cricket Australia wow. as customer support coordinators through the sports grad community. So Jeez. the community cricket team have jumped on board into the Discord channel, posted them their jobs there, yeah. and the three of them have just snapped it up, and now they're living the dream at Cricket Australia. So they'll probably bump into M at some point, I presume. No doubt, no doubt. Gee, uh, foot the door. It's pretty easy, isn't it? Doesn't get much better than that. How so, good. Mm. If you would also like to get your foot in the door of the sports industry, or if you're an organisation and you want to hire people quickly and easily, like Cricket Australia have just done, or you just want to learn from the best in the world, there really is something for everyone inside the sports grad community. So get involved with that, Ryan. Absolutely. Rubes, we're going to start today's episode, as we usually do, with a quick tip uh, to get a job in sports. So if you're currently studying or you've just finished studying, Having a postgraduate qualification in sports management on your resume can give you a huge leg up over potential candidates applying for that same role. So if you want to pump up your resume and get specialized knowledge in sports behavior, law, marketing, ethics, finance, governance, and strategy, almost got that down packed now. <laughs> Take a look at Deacon's postgraduate qualifications. Their Master of Business in Sports Management is not one of, but the best one in Australia, ranked number one. So add a postcode to your resume, and that is our tip for the episode. Who have we got on today? We mentioned her first name, but this is going to be a cracker. Emily, Colin, Ryan, I cannot wait to introduce everyone to, to Em. She's an absolute gun. She is the social media producer of Elite Women's Cricket at Cricket Australia, responsible for producing all the content across all the different social media channels for the Women's Big Bash League and the Australian Women's Cricket Team. Now, Ryan, we know the Australian women's cricket team is the most successful cricket team mm. without a doubt. So that makes M the most successful social media <laughs> producer oh, in the world. A World Cup <laughs> winning social media producer. So. Well, if you, there, there are not many, like Australian cricket cover, or, you know, do women's sport better than a lot of other codes in any other part of the yep. globe. 
And as part of that, as part of the success on the field, they've added resources to make sure off the field it's going just as well too. And that means elite people like M are involved covering all the different angles that go on within it. So I think we can comfortably say M is without a doubt one of the best in the world at what she does. I think that's a legitimate thing we can say. And she'd love hearing that. Yep. Uh, She's... she's Obviously left the studio <laughs> after, you know, you do this before and after. She'd love it. Yeah. So, Em, you're listening, no doubt. Yeah. Enjoy that one. Well, Ryan, here's a few things to look forward to. One of, one of the things that I love the most about Em's episode was just how she got her start in social media. She's yeah. taken her career from filming pizzas in a local pizza shop to the Australian women's cricket team. That's where <laughs> she got her start, at the local pizza shop. Yeah. So, I love that story. It's so good. You know when you're at a restaurant and there's always someone, they get their food and they've got their phone over the table taking the, yep. the curated photo? That's kind of what Em was doing once yeah. upon a time. So <laughs> yeah. uh, there's always paths into sport. You just never know. So yep. I love that. Uh, Some I, of them with more cheese than others. Yeah, well, <laughs> extra cheese looks better on the camera. Um, I just loved hearing about, and I, this is probably very cliche and very... Uh, an easy one to say, but just hearing how she works with the Australian women's cricket team, like the behind the scenes, you know, she mentioned all the things around training and games and what types of content, all that kind of thing. So I love that. Um, for anybody who has an interest in social media, which most people do now, uh, it's a great listen. So it's good to hear what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And even just like the impact that those incredible individuals are yeah. having on M2 is totally. quite inspiring. Yeah. She said there how, how much they've impacted them. So that was great to, great to hear. Yeah. And Ryan, I mentioned we've been doing a pretty amateur job on socials for a while now. M teaches us exactly how she crafts her content. So yeah. for anyone out there looking to become a gun in this space, just have a listen to M, how M does it. Yeah. Um, she's got some incredible tips that you'll no doubt put to practice. And help on captions, which we all have issues with. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But it was fantastic. So grab a pen. Here is Emily Collin. Em, welcome to the Sports Grab podcast. Guys, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here in your very sleek, professional-looking Sports Grad podcast setup. So I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Thank it's, you for inviting me on. It's been a long time coming. We've, we've wanted to get you in for some time. Mm. Uh, and I mean, you're very hard to access now, obviously, with uh, with all the World Cups you're winning. You're so. on the World Tour these days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is, like it's bizarre. Like I've never really spent this time, like much time away from... Melbourne, but like I've just been flitting around following the Australian mm. cricket team around, which is something that I never thought I would be lucky enough to do. But here we are, but finally landed back in my hometown of Melbourne. <laughs> well, Sorry. the pleasure is ours. I don't think I've seen you in the flesh since we last worked at Cricket Australia at the same time, which yeah. was probably <laughs> March 2020 or so. Oh, yeah. What a which time. is what? Two years ago now, which yeah. seems extremely weird. Yeah. <laughs> We're going way back, aren't We're we? Going way back. This is just like another lunchtime catch-up over at um, the Hugh Trumbull Back Cafe Trumbull. with a few recordings going on at the Miss same it. time. <laughs> same sort of vibe, really. Yeah. I reckon if we had a few microphones back at the Trumbull Cafe, we would have Ooh. been able to produce a podcast a little earlier. The Hugh Trumbull podcast. If walls could talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Em, it is nice to catch up again. Um, I've admired your job for a long, long time. I thought what you do is super, super interesting and super, super cool. Why don't we start with uh, the World Cup? 
you're the social media producer for women's cricket, elite women's cricket. Tell us a bit about that and what you're doing over in New Zealand at the World Cup. So, yeah, it was it was an unbelievable experience. Like, I've been in the job for, I think, three and a half years and it was never something that I thought I would be lucky enough to do, to travel overseas and, yeah, watch a team like these Aussie girls go about their business every day, train, mm. play, and then, yeah, win World Cup. So basically we headed over. Um, it was always a bit up in the air about whether we were going to be able to go because the tournament was actually mm. meant to be in 2021, um, but then obviously, you know, pandemic, um, delayed that by a year. And um, like leading into the tournament, New Zealand's borders were obviously closed. So it was always kind of a bit iffy, like, are we going to get critical exemption passes to get yeah. in the country? And like, like, you know, I'm a social media producer. So that <laughs> that is something that wouldn't I wouldn't have thought like fits into critical. Oh, top but, top of the food chain. Yeah, well, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you've got to, you've got to get the socials out. So it's yeah. probably the most important role. Yeah. So well, when the border slammed shut, like I was like, okay, dreams like the dreams dead. Like I'm probably not gonna fit into the critical category. But um. That wasn't the case. So we were we were on the plane. Um, I think it was straight off the back of the women's ashes. Um, I think we had one day in between to get everything sorted, and then we were straight on the onto the plane uh, to Auckland to do ten days of hotel quarantine, which was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Any any uh, tips for quarantine after doing that ten days? Uh, well, it actually got shortened. So I think oh. three days in, it got shortened to seven days. And it was actually my seventh, um, second stint in quarantine. Oh, so no. we did it um, back in the WBBL hub as well. So yeah. um, kind of just like, oh, no tips, just... Heaps of work. Yeah, just do, just do work. <laughs> um, like try and like move. Like I just tried to do like one like Pilates class or something a day, and then I didn't feel yep. like a total waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like watch TikTok. <laughs> nice, nice. Getting inspiration for when the highlights start coming yeah, through. Exactly. <laughs> so once that was um, knocked over, we had a couple of weeks in Christchurch to spare because <clears throat> we were there so early. Um, but then yeah, the team started training. Um, everything kicked off, um, yeah, with a match against England in Hamilton. And, yeah, I think they played eight games. And, yeah, basically what we did, we just – like the team are in a separate bubble to us. So uh, when I say us, we've got um, – so it's travelling with myself and then journalist Laura Jolly and our cameraman Nick Price. So the three of us are in a little bubble together. Um, nice. So we kind of just, yeah, follow the team around. We cover training, you know, the press conferences – at training and then you know we do our podcast on the side as well and then for match days it's pretty stock standard you know live tweet the game make sure the fans are kept up to date with what's going on um and then yeah in between the match days just give try and give fans mm. as good of an insight into the team as we can like you know they're they're an unbelievable team like there are some great personalities in that team and our job is to just let them shine um, yeah, so it was it was great to, great to be over there in New, in New Zealand and see them nice. with that trophy. So, so when you say cover training, what, what does that look like exactly? Are you there with your phone just roaming around? Like, what what does it look like? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> so for like for an ICC event, um, they're pretty strict on what you're allowed to do. Yeah. So if, like if it's a game in Australia, um, what we would do is like take pictures of the warm-ups, like video the warm-ups on, just on my phone, but with ICC, you're not allowed to do that. But at training, um, we can. So 
it basically is just how much training vision do fans need and want to see. So I guess yeah. it's basically striking a balance. Um, yeah, like first training in a while, you know, get around it. Like everyone wants to see me landing in the nets, but <laughs> I don't think you need to see that every single day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's striking a balance of like different things that you can get the players to do. Like one day it might be in the nets, like the next day you might get a couple of players to like tell a funny story yeah. of something that happened on tour. So it's just like striking a balance between, you know, getting a, a variety of content to give people, you know, a holistic um, yeah. you know, overview of what's going on in the team. Is that ICC rule because they want to put it on their socials or is it yeah. broadcast or is it I think it's it's a bit of both yeah uh it's a bit of both which made it a pretty tricky for us to yeah. be honest um I imagine yeah I mean and like it's sort of something we didn't really know heading over there so I think we got the rules um yeah we got the rules when I think maybe a couple of days out from the tournament we were like oh make things <laughs> tricky but do you like you would have planned ahead sort of what you want from each game each training session like what sort of content right yeah so did you have to almost just redo that oh, plan in a way? Well, for game day, like, it's not – like, game day is never really anything. Like, game yeah. day is – Because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> game day – and, like, game day, you're covering the game mm. and, like, that's kind of what you're there to do. Training's a bit looser. Like, training you can sort of, you know, yeah. chat with the media manager saying, you know, is there anything, like, anything we can do after training, anything fun we can do. And, to, like, that sort of stuff, um, in the middle of a World Cup, like, it can, like – like you've always got to remember the players are there yeah. to play in a World Cup. So there's a balance, like, but there's, you know, the team are having fun anyway. So like, it's just up to us to try mm. and capture them and, and bring out the best in the team when we can. Yeah. Well, yeah, we should have asked Finn Bradshaw in episode 50 why he makes M. Collins' job so difficult when they get to international no, tournaments. No, they, <laughs> well, they he'd they be listening. So he'd be listening now, Absolutely. so I'm sure yeah, he'll get they, back to us. Those guys, they, they were all over there and they, they didn't make out <laughs> I think there's, you know, there's like big media rights deals and all that sort of thing. So, mm. like, yeah, broadcast. So they actually were very, very helpful, particularly on the <laughs> night of the final. You know, like they would let us let us go mm. go wild a little bit. So it was mm. good. Ruben's got Finn's direct line. So if you need <laughs> to ask, um, just let us know. <laughs> I will. Um, I want to come back to what Ryan said about your, your planning. Will you, will you go into a World Cup with a content calendar and try and stick to it or do you just kind of see what happens once once you get there and think oh this will work on this day or and with that do you have a sort of set frequency let's post three times a day or once a day or twice a week yeah. how does it how does it all work um i would like to say there's a calendar like i always have like a bit of a table you know that sort of outlines you know this date is there's training um and then there's this opportunity whatever and like or and like below that have like a list of ideas and things that we can do and then try and slot things in and like spread things out across each day each week and that always changes though like but it's just for me I find it important to like just be able to list these things and mm. then like things always change like training gets cancelled training gets delayed like might get moved later it might rain so they can't train so just as long as you have the ideas and the little things in the back of your mind like you just have them listed down and you can kind of slot it in and then you know if you film, like, say, for example, you film a mic up at training, like, have that there and then, you know, have a separate column for when you want it to roll out so it doesn't – you don't have four videos going out at once. So you kind of try and 
have a loose yeah. loose plan, but I'd say it's a very rolling plan. So it's yeah. it's always evolving. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit about our social media operation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I must I, say it's a little bit more loose than that. <laughs> yeah. I, also, like, I mean, I feel like it's the nature of the game, though. Like, yep. it's loose. You've got to be ready to adapt on the fly and, mm. and at the same time, like, jump on things when they happen. Like, you can't possibly plan yeah. everything because otherwise you don't get anything fun and spontaneous. Mm. So... Got to have a, a bit of both. Yeah, socials are meant to be fun, aren't they? As well, Correct. absolutely. You don't want to be yeah. too structured. No, that's boring. <laughs> and and when you go out and plan all your content, will you do it with uh, with certain goals in mind? Like, will you have for this week? We want to try and get the Australian women's account on Instagram up to you know two million reach or, or whatever it is. Or during the World Cup, do you want to have a certain number of video views? Like, are there goals and metrics that come into the work you do? Because it is quite spontaneous. So some of it seems hard mm. to plan around. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. I would say I'm never like I never go into like anything like with a, a number in mind. Mm. I, I think you know we all, we sort of all know like the quality of content that people want to see and like the kind of content that people want to see. Um, so I, yeah, no, I never really, I think the numbers are as a result of the good content mm. and I would never say like, oh, we need to hit this many views or this much reach in this particular month. Like, I think that comes as a result and we would certainly go back mm. and, and check and like, look what, what worked well, mm. what people enjoyed seeing. But I think if you get too bogged down into those numbers, it'll drive you crazy and then like it t- kind of takes the focus away. So if you just kind of look back and see yeah. what worked and then kind of tailor your approach from there, that's kind of the way that our team operates, which which I think is a good balance. So, so yeah. based, based on what you've seen, if you could pick one type of content mm. to post that gets the best reach, what kind of post would it be? Well, aside from like sort of match vision always goes pretty well, but that's just because, you know, like that's kind yeah. of the core like that's kind of what people are there to see. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like what and what I love sort of working on and um, producing is like sort of that heartwarming, you know, wholesome content, for example. Like, yeah. like you get um, Elisa Healy interacting with a young fan. Like, you know, there was like one thing that we posted a couple of like during the Women's Ashes. Um, she just, Elisa Healy just went up to the flag, like young flag bearer, helped her hold up the flag. And that was just one of the best performing things on the page just because – People love to see that and, like, it is, like, so that is such a normal thing for her to do because she does that sort of thing all the time. <laughs> but it's just, like, people – and I think people, that's why people love this team because they're just they're just normal, awesome people. Like, they go out of their way. and But they, they wouldn't even think of it as going out of their way. Um, mm. There was another earlier – I think it was in a, a series against Ind- India and Mackay, um, Alisa Healy, she had a pair of wicket-keeping gloves – that she signed and wanted to give to a, a young fan who'd driven a long way from um, Toowoomba or something. The series was in the Gold Coast. And, yeah, that was another one of our best performing posts just because people really appreciate that sort of wholesome content and, yeah, like appreciate that the team are good cricketers but they're also good humans. Everyone loves wholesome content. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you said they're awesome humans. I think everyone can see that. Yeah. from the outside, which is probably a credit to the job you're doing because you're kind of showing it. How has being involved with this team impacted you personally? Like you mentioned you, the podcast you're doing now, like it's almost become like such an awesome team to be around. And I can, I can tell you right now, there'd be a lot of people envious of your position, but how's it impacted you personally? Oh, they're like, they're phenomenal. Like, and sometimes you like, sometimes you forget that they're, 
like the best team in the world just because mm. like well f- like throughout the world cup they're just they're so relaxed like they go to training they're like chatty you know talking about like random stuff like they just they're just so normal and relaxed <laughs> yeah. but then they sort of like you can see when they flick a switch they get into the nets like they get it done like they're there to they're there to, they're there to train mm. but they're also having fun at the same time um, so yeah, it's like I feel very privileged to watch them go about their business, talk to them, chat to them, like ask them about their lives on our podcast. So mm. yeah, it's like because I haven't never really been involved with another sporting team. I mean, we see like WBBL clubs and and whatnot. Like it's hard to know um, how 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 they compare to other sporting yeah. teams. But these guys, they just operate on another level and. Yeah, sometimes like when you see them lifting the World Cup trophy, you're like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. But <laughs> yeah. I get to actually just like witness this and stand there and mm. watch them, yeah, creating history and just an unbelievable legacy that they're just, mm. just going out and winning the whole time. It's yeah. Ridiculous. It'd be pretty cool just being in a team that wins nonstop. Oh, <laughs> oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I've actually had to cover maybe. I reckon I could but, count on one hand the amount yeah, of times that I've had to that, cover a loss. They <laughs> don't lose often. Like, it's it's insane. Like, they hardly <laughs> lose. Like, so it's a lot of, Aussies win. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good when you sad win. tweets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thesaurus, Aussies win. How can yeah. I change yeah. this caption? You've, you've probably forgotten what to write if they do lose. Seriously. It's like, what do you say? <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. Like, I'm just never prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. Um. Is there anything in particular that you've kind of taken inspiration from the girls on and applied it to your own life, even if it's as simple as, oh, I can't be bothered getting out of bed today? Crap, what would Alyssa Healy do? Yes, okay. <laughs> well, Alyssa Healy, like, she, she's probably someone that, like, she. I feel like she's just got the best attitude to life, and that is go out, do your thing, and always, like, have a smile on your face. So even, like, I think um, they had a pretty, the, with the Sydney Sixers, they had a pretty rough WBBL season. And I think she, like, cops some flack on Twitter for, you know, like, um, why are you smiling so much? Your team is on the bottom of the ladder and you're going to miss out on finals again. And she kind of, like, wrote back on Twitter, as she does, um, and just said, like, sorry for going out there and doing my job with a smile on my face. Like, you never know, Mm. like, who might be watching, so I'm just going to try and enjoy it while I can. And I think, well, that's something I've always tried to do. I mean, Mm. things are never that bad. So Mm. always, always, (laughs) always try and have a smile on your face and... Um, yeah, that's that's something I try and that's try brilliant. and do in my life, you know, at work and not at work. Just mm. go with the flow and be happy. <laughs> it's never that bad. Yeah, you you are genuinely one of the smiliest people at Cricket Australia, <laughs> so that does make a lot of sense when you've been hanging around this team for so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, well, I feel like it's it's just a privilege. Like it's like not many people get to have like some people go to work and you know. Like they might be sitting in front of a computer all day and I get to go out, you know, go to different cricket grounds, um, jump on planes, see different cities. And that's like, that's really cool. Like, so I should never take that for granted. So, yeah, it's just trying to have fun while it lasts because, you know, never know what you might end up doing next. So, no, it's it's just it's great fun and I'm loving it. And so where's the uh, the next destination? Um, Com Games. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's huge! My God! Yeah! That's gonna be That's so amazing. random. So like, random. <laughs> no, we've never played. Is it ever been? I think I think the men's 
men's cricket has in like I don't know the nineties or something. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. gonna be so cool. Yeah, it'll be really cool. So it's the first time that um, I got the women's cricket in the Com Games. So it's T Twenty. So Where is it? It's in Birmingham. Birmingham in England. Gotcha. So yeah. and then Australia are playing a series against Ireland, or oh, tri series with Ireland and Pakistan in Ireland before that. So. Cool. Yeah, I, I think that's public knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes, cat exclusive. No, I think I'm pretty sure it is. So we'll head over there first, which is I, I like covering a series in Ireland. Like, how that's cool pretty is that? cool. Like, that is really cool. Unbelievable. And then, yeah, heading over to the um, Com Games, and that's going to be like as part of the Com Games team. So I wonder if a good bubble. friend of the show, Sheila McGoy, will be heading over to Ireland with the team as well. She loves absolutely loves well. Ireland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sheila, get on over. Yeah, one of the, one of the great Irish people. Come join us. At Cricket Australia. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be working under the banner of the Commonwealth Games Australia yeah. organisation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we'll have like... That's unreal. I think when it just like a, a thing simple as uniform, we'll be wearing Australian Commonwealth Games uniform, not mm, like yeah. CA uniform or anything like that. So yeah. And like I'm not like I've got pretty light on on details. Like I'm not sure how yeah. it's all going to work, but... Like if they ask me to tweet ping pong, I'll do it. Like I don't. Game on. Yeah, like yeah. I'll do it. Like so I think it, like because I'm not sure how it's all gonna work because it's all under the same banner. Um, yeah, I mean they, they probably wouldn't have like I don't twenty have, of the same. Exactly. You, you know. Yeah. So for every single sport, so I'm not sure if that will be required to you know mm. spread our. That could be an unreal opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I'd never have thought that was going to happen. No, no, it's so cool. It's going to be unreal. So I'm pumped for that. And do you know if you get to march in the opening ceremony? (laughs) I have no idea. Maybe maybe march and film at the same time. That's what what I'm thinking. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I thought you meant as an athlete. (laughs) I was like, no, probably not. (laughs) M's pretty good at ping pong. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. Like, if you were to be in the Com Games, what event do you reckon would suit you the best? Um, okay. Um, do they have tennis in the Commonwealth Games? I don't think yeah, so. I recall well, I mean, you being a gun tennis player. I'm not, no, that's just like one thing that I do. I just do it. I'm not that good at this. You'd be the marathon. Uh, maybe the half marathon. Yeah, the halfy. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little halfy. The netball team. Do they have golf these days? Pretty like, sure. No one would want me on their golf team. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely Olympic. Yeah. Mm. Of Commonwealth Games. I don't think I'd be much of an asset to any any sport, but... Mm. Maybe, don't worry. Maybe yeah, squash. Same with me. Mm. Oh, squ- yeah, squash. Decent. Mm. Um, we've got a lot of, lot of members who love social media and they do, you know, a lot of work with their grassroots club in capturing content and also mm. trying to boost, you know, awareness of what they do. What are some of the, you know, the really, I guess, important skills that you need to, to further your career in social media? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like the most important thing that yeah anyone working at a, a local club can do is just um, try and capture like the most genuine sides of their club, their team, and mm. like they would just like just think about what the goal is. Like if, if the goal is to get um, more people down to the club or yeah, get mm. maybe it's get more girls involved at the club. Just show that, like show that it's happening and show the environment um, yeah. and like, you know, showcase that, that welcoming environment. Um, there are a lot of skills that you can pick up sort of on the fly, like 
Photoshop is something that I never really did at uni and now I use it every day. So I've kind of had yeah. to teach myself and I'm, I'm by no means a graphic designer. But <laughs> what, did, what did you do at university? I studied journalism. So it's just yeah. purely writing at that point? Um, yeah. It was like a bit of sort of like we did radio journalism, TV journalism, photojournalism. Um, so it was, it was yeah. relatively broad but not super broad. But And then like there are things that from that course that I've taken into my job now. But it's sort of like, yeah, a lot of that, um, yeah, Photoshop designs mm. and the stuff that uh, I actually like I enjoy doing it. But it's like when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like I could not. I did not know even know how to like crop a photo, so, <laughs> so I had to I had to learn. But it's been fun and it like sort of like video editing as well. Like yeah, that's something I'm not not very good at, not very good at that because it's actually quite a quite a skill. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I can you know top and tail a video and that's probably about it. But yeah. those sort of things that like if you can just kind of like learn those things and have really basic skills in Photoshop, Premiere Pro. Um, you know, anyone can use an iPhone um, and just kind of just kind of have your finger on the pulse and, like, you never want to be, like, overwhelming people with words mm. when, on social media. So just if you can yeah. find, like, short, succinct ways to say things. And, mm. yeah, it's all about, like, fun. Like, people want to see fun stuff, like, and people want to see heartwarming stuff. So mm. any anything that you can do at your grassroots club. And, yeah, I f- like Luke Williams um, – you guys would know he does an unbelievable yeah. job of um, showcase, showcasing grassroots cricket on the my, my cricket platform. So that's like that's completely changed this year. Hey, like it's, yeah. I've seen a lot of it, yeah, which is doing, great. He's doing an unreal job, and I feel like every like that should be the en- envy of every local sport. Like, like tennis should have that. Like footy should have that. Mm. Um, because people like it's such a great talking point. Like, because. So many people play local cricket, local footy, local tennis, and they want to like they want to chat to their friends about it. They want to like they want to tag their mates and like who had like who made a duck this weekend, whatever. Yeah. Like it's fun. Like that's that's the point of local sport. Like yeah. that's why we all do it. Because <laughs> my favorite one is the other day the all the CA contracts came out and they post on my cricket tag a mate who's stiff to to knock exactly. So simple, but it like mm. gives people an outlet to. <clears throat> Like make fun of themselves. Mm. Yeah. Or when um, Ash Barty won the Australian Open and Luke Williams put up a photo on the My Cricket account of her My Cricket player ID. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Playing Premier Cricket up in Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> like such a simple thing to do, but like relatable. Like yeah. relatable. Her My Cricket stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anything yeah. that like you know gives an inside, makes people get excited mm. about playing the sport and being involved yeah. is, yeah. So it's like you just want to mix. Like a, a, a lot of accounts will just, you know, at a grassroots level, you know, it's not their number one job. So they just go with what they can do. And it'll yeah. often just be like the scores from the weekend. Yeah. It's like a lot of people already know that. So yeah. it's like, mm. what can you do that actually gets them inside the tent? Yeah. Kind of, and Take them inside the is, tent. Yeah. This is what happens. Show mm. us the show us the team celebrating. Just even like simple yeah. things like the team, team photo, like just a couple of photos of a couple of kids just yeah. like arm in arm, like. People love to see that. So, and that like that just reinforces that positive environment. People, people love to see it. Yeah. How do you um, craft the the perfect caption? Because a lot, a lot of people. Great question. <laughs> Great question. Because you see it, 
you know, there's a lot of different account, accounts out there. Yeah. Some of them will post a photo and it's a very wordy description. Yeah. Others are very succinct. Others, you just have no idea what they're even saying because yes. it's it's so colloquial. Yeah. How do you, I guess, strike the right balance of finding the tone of voice for the Australian women's cricket team account on Instagram, for example? Yeah, it's another good question. I mean, I would like to say I put a lot of thought into it, <laughs> but like, there's not a, there's not a lot of time to put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Like, like partic- like say on Twitter, like it's just so on the fly. Instagram, I feel like you just as fewer words as possible. Like, just make it really short and sharp. You know. Wax some emojis in there. <laughs> yeah. Emoji goes well. Or like just one emoji. <laughs> Something really <laughs> simple, single emoji. <laughs> nah, anything that like, like if you sort of like, I guess if you're kind of in, in the game, like you follow lots of accounts and you follow lots of sports accounts and you kind of like just by nature of it, you pick up inspiration from elsewhere and anything that sort of captures the mood and then that like goes mm. nice, like, like the photo or the, the, ca- the video or the graphic or whatever, we'll usually do the talking and yeah. then anything in the caption just adds a little bit of spice. So yeah, any, like yeah. sometimes you can pose a question, but you don't want to go overboard with the questions because mm. then it just gets tiresome. So just a, a good blend and not too many words. Yeah. I'd say. How do you um like, I've got anxiety when I post an Instagram and I've got hardly any followers. But for you, it's like you've got an account with like millions of followers on there. And it's like if you po- whatever you post is going to be seen by a lot of people. Yes. Do you get nervous? Um, I definitely used to. When I first started, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what am I yeah. doing? Once I put this out. Why like, do I have the keys to this account? Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I feel like I've done so many that it's kind of just like, all right, out in the world, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't enjoy it, yeah. bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, thanks for coming. <laughs> I love I that. You, just don't overthink it. Nah, don't overthink <laughs> it. Just uh, don't overthink it and have fun with it because yeah. people like people have their friends on Instagram. They have their family on Instagram, and then they have their favorite sports teams or sports leagues on Instagram. Like they want, like they're there yeah. to you know, it's an escape. Like it, it's mm. it's all fun. Like it's not nothing is too serious. Mm. So. We don't need to take it too seriously either. Just have some fun with it. Yeah. What have you? What benefits have you seen for cricket Australia and women's cricket in particular by putting more time and attention into the socials? Um, well, I think before, like before I started, um, the accounts were still active, but it was um, and like they were obviously going going really well. Like we've got a great team there, but because we've got the at CA in our digital team, we've got the the cricket cricket.com.au offering, which is sort of more a hard news, like really cricket focused. Um, that's like you're up to date, like the highlights, that's that's your stock standard bread and butter, like what a lot of people want to see. Um, but for the women's accounts, I think like there's so much we can do, like growing the profile of the players and the team and, mm. you know, shining a light on the on the player personalities. So I think the opportunity to to just put a bit more into that and let the cricket.com.au do their thing while we sort of focus more on, yeah, that wholesome content, if you want to call it that. Mm. Uh, And like, you know, showcasing the players' personalities and showing them having fun. Like that's kind of like the benefit of having the two sort of split offerings because it does, like that serves all fans. Like it serves your hardcore cricket fans who love every part of the sport. You know, they just, they want to see the highlights. But then for like maybe a new fan, 
coming into like who might flick on the TV and see the yeah. WBBL or the girls playing. Like, oh, they look like they're having fun. They might, you know, go on Instagram and look at the team accounts and they think, oh, these girls are awesome. Mm. Like, you know, they're having such a great time while breaking world records. So your rusted on cricket fans will always be there, cricket.com.au. So I think hopefully what we've been able to do is, you know, target a new kind of fan that are new to the game or yeah. just are there for a different reason. Like they don't necessarily want to know about who's got the best strike rate in the game. They might want to know what Lacey Hilly had for breakfast before her, her <laughs> World Cup innings. So it's just having that like sort of split offering that, you know, you're covering all bases mm. and, you know, yeah. attracting a newer audience. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And you can see it's having a flow-on effect to, you know, greater broadcast coverage and even bums on seats, all that sort of thing. Um, uh, say, for example, a student came to you and said, hey, Em, I'm trying to get the social medias up and about at my local cricket club, but the president doesn't really seem to want to put an emphasis on social media. What would you tell that student to take back to the president to say, this is why we should really put time into socials? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because sometimes people like, and it's it's like we would all we would all know this. Like, it's sometimes hard to sell the dream because yeah. you know people in different generations might not understand the benefits that come with social and all that sort of stuff. So, I think what, what like what they should say, like just kind of build a bit of a case study, and like he can like he or she can go about their business, and then like even over a month, go back to him with some just some numbers because I feel like. You can't like you yeah. can't argue with that. Like, be like, we've reached this many new people. Um, we've had this many fans come down, or this this many new people come down to the club. Um, so just just do it, do it for a month. Like, do your best with what you've got. Um, get your phone out, share some. You know, if it's like Instagram Reels, if you might want to get on TikTok. I think I've seen some cricket clubs get on TikTok, which is <laughs> interesting, but no, it's, yeah. like, we, love, we, we love it. We love it. Like. It's, it's great to see. So just give it a crack. And then if you present some numbers, like that's the sort of thing that's it's hard to argue with. So, yeah, yeah. I reckon just get some numbers up there and, yeah, president, convince him, convince him eventually. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. Exactly. Just interview the president and then he'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's honestly probably what's going to get over long. <laughs> Give them a bit of the, the Upload spot. a photo of him. Yeah. He'll be yeah. happy. Yeah. Like, he's got this many likes. But no, it's just, it's just, it's a no-brainer. It honestly mm. is a no-brainer because that's how, pe that's how people connect these days. It's how people interact. It's how people yeah. discover things. So <clears throat> it's a no-brainer. Mm. Tell the president it's that. It's how people <laughs> would find like clubs now. Yeah, like exactly. You'd almost search mm. like your area, exactly. something cricket club. Like, mm. you know, that's almost how people find things now. Is like, like if someone, Instagram if someone Facebook. moves, say you move to a new suburb or new city, and you're like, okay, I want a new yeah. cricket club. You're gonna look them up on Instagram. Yeah. You want to know what the vibes like. Mm. You want to know, you know, for, if it was me, like, do they have a women's team? Like, do they seem cool? Yeah. Um, so the other thing is, like, if you have Emma a only website, joins cool teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they seem welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Oh, like if you have a website, it's kind of it's probably going to cost something. Whereas like yeah. social media is free. It's free. Completely free. Completely free. It just requires someone to put a some bit of fun work stuff into it. on there. Yeah, and it like it can be a team effort. Like yeah. it can be multiple people running mm. the account. Like yeah. you know, someone can be in charge of the Instagram this day. Like like maybe you build it into the 
to the responsibilities. Like someone's mm. running drinks, someone's on the Twitter. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're rostered onto Twitter today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That could get dangerous. Mm. <laughs> um, what was the first account that you ran? Um, in a professional sense. A- any. Yeah. Any. So when I like one of my um, one of my early jobs before I when I was studying, um, I worked at Pizza Religion. Um, good pizzas, really good pizzas. The one in Hawthorne? Uh, it was the one in Elstonwick, oh, okay. which is now um, it's shut and I got made redundant. Oh, no. Oh, that's <laughs> gutting. Sorry to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they, they needed someone to run their Instagram because it was actually a new, it was a new business um, and they needed someone to help run their Instagram. So, oh. Effie. It was honestly. Content is just pizza. Yes, pizza. <laughs> and I was like, I was like waitressing and then. Like when it, when it was quiet, I used to just like like video the chefs like <laughs> doing their thing, like sprinkling their cheese, and oh, it was like some really poor content. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who's the target market there? Well, who's wanting? I think I was trying that? to like I don't think I put that much thought into it, but I think I was trying to just target like people in the in the local community, and oh, it was like if I go back and look at some of the captions, it was awful, absolutely <laughs> awful. But luckily, luckily, I don't think hopefully the CA digital guys didn't look too closely at that account, and I just made. That private. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. that wasn't part of your portfolio when you applied for the job. <laughs> I think it was. Look at these pizzas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. But I thought, yeah, I like I learned a little bit, um, but thankfully, I think on Decade CA, I've learned a lot more and how to sort of curate a, a better looking Instagram grid than what I did at Pizza Religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. Oh, All up since there. That's awesome. Well, there's hope for anyone working in hospitality social media roles. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like you never know what might happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit more about how you got into social media. You obviously had a few roles. You did journalism. Mm. I was, gave you LinkedIn a massive stalk yesterday, so I know a little bit about it. Not but <laughs> keen to know how you sort of shifted into that social yeah. space yeah. from journalism. Well, yeah, so I studied journalism um, at RMIT, which... Like, I really enjoyed it, but I, I, I won't lie. I was not the finest uni student. Um, but I, like, there was – I did one subject, sports journalism, which I absolutely loved. And it was a really sort of political, heavy um, degree, which is good, good to know. Mm. Um, but I sort of knew I would never want to be – I like I was never going to be hosting Radio National Breakfast. Um, You're not going to cover the budget or anything like no, that. No, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> so I always like I always knew I wanted to work in sport. Like I, it was just kind of I played it, loved it, always wanted to do it, and that's why I studied journalism because I wanted to be a sports journalist. Um, so I finished my degree, um, went to live in Canada for a year, um, came back, and I was like, all right, what are we going to do? And like it was as we would all know, it's not easy to find a job, not easy at all. So I, mm. I had some really random jobs. I um, I worked as like um, at the Weekly Review, which is like a kind of magazine. I don't think it really exists anymore, but it's kind of like Domain. Um, oh, I used yeah. to go around to like houses that were for sale and write like the little blurb about the house oh. and I didn't know anything about houses <laughs> so random like I used to drive all over the city and like to these just random houses and be like yeah like nice walls and all, nice. <laughs> and all the rest uh, so you learn how to write something out of nothing you kind of just like I kind of just did it and like I always thought like my this one my mum always told me you can it's always easier to get a job when you've got a job 
So I just tried to always be doing something. And then I just, like, I applied for so many jobs in sport. Like, I always, like, I love tennis. I always um, wanted to work at tennis. And then I saw the job at Cricket Australia came up, come up and I was like, oh, like, I don't know much. Like, I've never sort of worked in social before. Um, but, like, the opportunity to work specifically with the women's teams mm. um, because I felt like I loved, like I always liked cricket. I played cricket. And so I was like, I remember it was the, the dead, like I tossed out whether to apply and the deadline was, I applied on the deadline, like on the very last day that I could possibly apply. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, and I like, I was like, okay, I probably won't get this. Like I probably won't get an interview. And I think um, I was on holidays and I got a call from the HR person at CAA at the time, Sharon. Um, oh, Sharon called me too. Oh. Palmer? Yes. Legend. Also called me. Love, lovely, lovely. We lady. love Sharon. Shout out to Sharon. She, Sharon. She'd definitely be tuning in. I think so. I was at the snow at the time. I think I was like, yeah, I was working at the snow. <laughs> um, and I was like on the mountain and I answered the call and she was like, oh, you're free for an interview. I was like, yes, next week I am. <laughs> <laughs> Currently and, d- going down a, a very large yeah, steep hill. I'm a little bit of spare, little bit of spare at the moment, but yes, I can come <laughs> next week. And I was, yeah, like I was over the moon. Like I just was stoked for the opportunity. So yeah, I kind of put everything into the interview. I don't really, yeah. I can't really remember it. Cause I was super, like, I was just super raw. Like I hadn't mm. really had any experience, like aside from, you know, random internships that, I think probably like the difference and they, they mm. go a long way and, you know, you've sort of been around the environment before but never really any like real life experience working in the industry. So I was, yeah, I consider myself very lucky to get the job and yeah. still still do. Well, I think that's just a, a – we've spoken about this a little bit. Like people will ask us, you know, should I, you know, get a job in this organisation even though it's not directly – in sport mm. and this is a classic example of like every bit of experience you get yeah. counts and you're going to learn so much at every single one it all contributes exactly. so you know you don't need to start in sport to work in sport because no. it's life experience yeah like, whatever you can will, will help you and like we ran a job fair the other week featuring <laughs> Ironman and Nepal Australia and all these organisations said we're just looking for good people yeah um and not to put everything hinging on good people being what they're looking for, but what yeah. do you think they saw in you? <laughs> I think they would have just seen like a super fresh girl from, you know, just finished uni, just returned from living in Canada for a year. And I think like, obviously, like I couldn't offer much in terms of rock solid experience. So I, I hope what they saw in me was someone who would just give it a crack, you know, be yeah. open to giving it a crack. Like I'll, I'll give, I'll give it my all. Like I'll try my best. Like I'm here to have fun. I'm here to have, help the players have fun. Like, and I knew what they wanted to achieve. Like I knew that they needed someone to help like showcase these player personalities. And, you know, I came in, came in with some ideas. Like I, I, I had a bit of background on the players, like, cause I followed it and I was like, you know, this is what I think we can do. Like, don't know how we're going to do cool. it, but we can do it. Like, Did they ask for that? Um, yeah. From memory, I think they asked, like, what, like, what do you, what can you bring to this role and how would you like to see the channels, like, shaped and, like, develop and what do you want to see them achieve? And I think that's, well, that's what I want to see mm. as a fan, like, because mm. I think that's what people want to see from, like, when they follow a league or a team. They want to get an yeah. insight. Like, yeah, as you say, they want to get under the tent. So I think that's kind of just what I came came with. I was like, 
nothing yeah. nothing rock solid nothing i don't have that many degrees or that much experience but we'll give it a mm. crack so <laughs> <laughs> like you, you nailed the cultural fit side obviously you had a smile on your face you were yourself yeah. And you had an opinion on what you can do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like you, you could have gone into that and kind of, uh, you know, come up with something to to try and share that you've got more experience than you have. Yeah, and to be honest, they probably could have been like, mm, yeah, I don't believe that. But they the fact that you were just like, I think we can do this. I love the team. This is who I am, and I'll give everything I have to the role. Yeah, it's probably better than coming up with something that's not yeah well true. i feel like you know you were like doesn't matter what the situation is like you've always got to be yourself i mean there is yeah. like there's a, like there's a lot of fake it till you make it but that's you can still do that while being yourself and like being yeah. authentic because people can genuinely generally see if you're not being authentic yeah. so mm. don't like don't try and lie too much like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> always be yourself and like people would people would trust that and prefer to see that rather totally than, you know, trying to like just lay them down a rabbit hole. Mm. I've, I've heard like some videographer jobs requiring the videographers to come in, edit something within an hour and mm. see what they come up with. Was there any of that in socials? Like did you have to show examples or take a photo, caption it, put yeah. something together? Well, what I had to do, um, Cal, who is one of the greats, you guys will both know Cal. He's yep. been an unbelievable um, person for me to learn from. Um, he, <laughs> he set up his computer and I can't remember if he left the room or not, but he set up his computer, pressed play on um, just like a passage of play in a cricket game. So it was um, from the 2017 um, Women's Ashes Test. It was when Elise Perry, I think she was um, uh, reach, she was nearing her double hundred. Oh, and yeah. Um, there was one instance where she like it was like whether up uh, like up in the air whether or not she cleared the boundary and I <laughs> yeah. think initially everyone thought it was a six so she raised the bat take helmet yeah. off and then they zoomed in and it was a four so she had to go back <laughs> back in her box Pez, and then she you know um, like I think she found the boundary again and celebrated her double hundred again. again. <laughs> so it was, like they just like they kind of maybe just like live tweet that in a Microsoft Word document. So I just had to, um, yeah, write down a couple of tweets. Oh, <laughs> and, that's really cool. Yeah, like, I, and I don't think I was expecting it. Like I don't think I knew that I was going to be doing that. Um, yeah. So it was a good test. Very cool. Would have been a, like a, like I'd love to go back and read them now. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna oh, say what'd you say? But yeah, you probably can't remember. Oh, would, have been, would have been some nonsense, but no. Nah, hopefully, hopefully it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of shorter, sharper questions to wrap up. What what are one or two key things that you've learnt over the journey? Uh, what have I learnt? Um, uh, I'm trying to think about this because I want to. I want to make it good. Um, <laughs> I think people should always be like ready to adapt on the fly. Like, don't go in. Like, be prepared. Always be prepared, but always be ready to seize an opportunity. Like, particularly in like the sports media industry, like things happen really quickly. So if you're so like, um, if you're really wedded to doing one thing it might limit you from doing another thing. So just be always ready to, like if you see something happening in the, in the distance or on the other side of the ground, just do it. Like always trust your instincts and, and do it. Like don't, don't just be wedded to doing one thing and like sticking to the plan. Mm. I think that's probably the most, one of the most important things that you can do in sports media, like jump on things when they happen because someone else will. And then if you don't do it, you'll miss it. So 
always yeah. jump on it. Um, and the other one, yeah, as I was saying before, like just just be yourself. Say yes to everything. Say yes to opportunities that come your way. Like nothing is permanent. So, like I think there's always a lot to be gained from saying yes, giving things a crack, and just going with the flow a bit. Like I mean, I remember when. Um, like when we were starting our podcast, I think Cal was like, oh, you guys should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I meant to host a cricket podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I like still kind of think that. But, like, it's been one of the best things that we've done because it's, like, taught me so much. And, mm. you know, I've been able to build build relationships with these players and, you know, it's a, a skill that I never thought I would have, like um, producing and editing and recording a podcast. So just say yes, just do it. And if it doesn't work out... You can change your plan, but I always think there's there's nothing there's nothing bad that comes from from saying yes to opportunities and yeah, just don't be scared and back yourself. Awesome. Nice. And share a little bit about the podcast, the scoop. Ah, the scoop. The scoop. <laughs> the scoop. Yeah, it's 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 been great. Like, um, I think it started. I think we've been we've done it for two seasons now. Um, and what do we like? We just try and offer a bit of a bit of a news update, like give our listeners uh, just a bit of a around the grounds, what's happening in the game, in the women's game. It's women's specific, yeah. um, and then we just get a we get a player on, um, usually a player. So we talk about you know if it's in the middle of a series, in the middle of a World Cup, like how's a team going? Um, we love doing sort of like when we're in quarantine, we're able to um, do some more in depth chats. Like we chatted with Meg Lanning for you know about. 45 minutes about just her life. I think when um, Meg celebrated her, it was 10 years in the Aussie team, we sort of traced back her 10 years and like back to the start, which was a really fun thing to do. Like we've yeah. had Megan shoot on um, and I think we had her on in quarantine and we hardly, we, I don't think we talked about cricket. I think we, we talked about um, her daughter Riley that she had um, about six months ago. And so it was great to hear about that process and her daughter and her wife coming on tour with her. So like that's, yeah. That's sort of offering that we can give um, fans who, like, you know, they know that Megan Shoot bowls a great in-swinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, they might not know um, how Megan Shoot is handling having a six-month-old baby on the road with her. So um, it's been, yeah, it's mm. been great for us to do, like, from a, you know, personal, professional development sort of um, perspective. But then it's also been great fun to hopefully share some of those stories that, you know, might not get told, mm. you know, like broadcast, they tell tell these sort of stories, but it's shorter windows. So to sort of go a bit more in depth and, you know, uncover a few deeper things with the players has been, yeah, a really fun thing to do. And speaking of key and influential people, who have been some of the individuals on your journey that have helped you in your career? And what are one or two things you've learned from them? Um, oh, there's been a lot. Uh, a lot of them at CA, like the team we've got, like our digital team is just so supportive. Like I remember when I started, like as I said, I was I was fresh, I was raw. I didn't know, like I always liked cricket. I know cricket, like I knew cricket, I played cricket, but I was not a nuffy by any stretch. Like, like I was like, I played like at school and watched it like you know, for fun with my family. But it's such a, it's such a um, complex sport. Like there's so many, so many different rules and like there's yeah. such, it's like, I think what struck me when I first started, it's like, it's like they speak in a different language. <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely felt that when I sat next to the content team yes. for a year or so. <laughs> yes. Like, and there's like a whole different language and lingo that people who play cricket and like love cricket use. Like, and I was like, 
what am I, like, what have I gotten into? Like, how am I going to pick this up? Mm. But they were all, like, everyone was so supportive. And even, like, I bet, like, like the first match I would have tweeted or, like, covered, it would have been, like, pretty rough. <laughs> like, Let's just, dig that up. Yeah. Like, I actually have, like, meant to, but I'm, like, too, like, too scared. <laughs> I think I'll actually cringe, like, going back. But, like, like Cal is, he's just... Um, an unbelievable operator and has just always been so supportive and helpful and like so patient and just offers like so much of his time to like help people develop and help people learn. Mm. And yeah, he's been an unbelievable presence at CA. Like I love working with LJ. Like she's like, we're pretty like tight. Like we work really closely together and like having her in New Zealand as well was, was really helpful. Like we can always talk to each other about things that we want to maybe work on or produce or get from the podcast. So, and like, she's been around the team for a lot longer than me. So like, she knows like how it works really well. Mm. Um, and Sammy Gaston, he's another, he's so, he, we, we both started at the same time, but he was coming off five years or five or so years at Collingwood. So he'd been in the game for longer than me. And he's always someone that I like to this day, I lean on, like I always um, bouncing ideas off Sammy. Like I love to, um, yeah, hear what he thinks. And he's always got like a, a fun perspective on things. Like he always knows like how to bring out the fun. So yeah, those three at CA, I've just, I've loved working with and they've, yeah, been incredibly helpful to me. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I think we've covered it all. I it's think a fair, so. A fair I few hope, questions yeah. we've thrown at you. I hope I didn't today. talk like that much nonsense. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we, we hit the sweet spot. Yeah. No, that was yeah. very insightful. It was fun. I've, ne- I've never really spoken about myself for that for that long. So <laughs> it's good fun, hey? Wow. <laughs> I a lot of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great to oh, be here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome to have you on and. Um, Honestly, the work you're doing is amazing. You know, we, we look at it from afar and we're like, wow, you know, it's just come so far. And the access we get to, to women's cricket through the work that you guys are doing uh, is absolutely outstanding. So well done on the World Cup win. Good luck for the Con Games. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ruben. And you guys, like, ditto, doing an unbelievable job. I was actually saying last night when I was telling some of my friends that I was going on a podcast, <laughs> I was like, yeah, they've set up this community and it's the sort of thing that like when I was coming through and I I was writing real estate columns, I wish <laughs> I wish there was something like Sports Grad, a community that like gave me an actual pathway into like finding a job in sport because it is like so many people want to do it and so you guys are just doing an unbelievable job and yeah, Lucky kids. Lucky kids coming through uni now. <laughs> yeah. They can work with you guys. Oh, thank awesome. you. Well, hopefully they end up covering the world game like you do and make an impact. <laughs> no. Thanks, team. Alrighty, Rubes. I feel like that episode could have gone for another another hour or so. There's <laughs> so much to unpack with M. Uh, I loved it. Me I too. Loved it. There's so, so many takeaways from that. Um and, you know, I feel like we just could have spoken forever on each thing, but mm. what stood out for you? Well, I think my biggest takeaway came from Emily's mum. <laughs> <laughs> now, Em's, okay. em, em's mum <laughs> said to Em when she was working uh, uh, for the real estate magazine that it's easier to get a job when you're in a job. Mm. And so, which that really kind of speaks to the fact that you just need some kind of experience to then get a job in sport. It doesn't have to be directly related yep. to sport. If it's in sport, fantastic. 
but don't you know discount the opportunity that might be sitting somewhere else so yeah um Thank you to Emma's mum for that uh, that first tidbit. I'm sure there'll be a lot of grads who benefit from that. Absolute wisdom, uh, as all mothers give. Yeah. Uh, so we respect all that they can give us. Uh, I, I just love what she said around having some prerequisite skills uh, before you get into a job. So she mentioned she didn't walk in with any of the knowledge on Photoshop or Adobe or all these kind of programs that she's learnt in the job. But, you know, it just shows that if someone can go out and get those skills now and just have a ba- – you don't have to be an absolute expert at it, but just some basic understanding, um, it's just going to add so much more weight to your application. So find those little bits that you are going to need to know and get onto it now because it will help you. Mm. Yeah. And finally, as Em mentioned, uh, she didn't have a lot of sport experience. She didn't have a lot of social experience or, you know, specific mm. Photoshop experience when she arrived at Cricket Australia. But the one thing that she did have was a lot of initiative. Yeah. And as she said, she was just willing to, to have a crack and she brought these different ideas and presented all the different things that she would like to do with socials. And that is often all that organizations are looking for good Mm. people with good ideas and a great attitude who are going to rock up and do their very best because as m has been a terrific case in point you can learn these specific skills you can pick up all the different elements along the way but the hard part is actually teaching that you know initiative that comes within to bring ideas and do all the extra bits yeah yeah i love i love to ask you got the you know she had to present what tweets she'd do for a moment <laughs> in time. Initiative, we love it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it was just great to catch up with M in general. Like, it was I, it, it, the best podcast are those that sound just like you're having a yarn. Yeah, and that felt like a bit of a yarn, which is good. Well, I reckon she she started soon after we did, and we were in the yeah. digital team at the same time. So, um, one of the great friendly faces to um to say hi to. Absolutely, and she's got one of the great roles. So. We love Em. So mm. Good to have her in. Uh, that'll wrap us up. Great episode. Mm. What well on by you? I thought you were you were on. Uh, thanks. What well on to Em? Really? Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, find us on LinkedIn. Plus, be sure to jump into the Sportscape community. As we mentioned before, we, we'd love to chat with you on there. So head to our website to join, or head to the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.